my sisters, you know we are coffee stands here at OKSIS, and of course, a major proponent of propelling women forward. So what if we told you that your morning coffee could support girls going to school? With Goran Goza Coffee's Girls Run the World Blend, you can do just that. Girls Run the World Blend, I'm so down. Each bag equals a day of education for a young woman in Mozambique. And as you ladies know, my husband has been getting super into coffee over here at my house during quarantine. So he made a nice, rich, incredible pour over with the Girls Run the Coffee World Blend. And we can say quality is A++. So obviously we got you sisters a deal so you can start your morning right with quality coffee while also making an impact in women's education. Use code OKSIS, that's O-K-A-Y-S-I-S, for 20% off your first order at gorongozacoffee.com. That's G-O-R-O-N-G-O-S-A coffee.com for premium coffee with real impact. And as always, that link is in the show notes. Happy coffee drinking, sisters, and let's just all agree that girls run the world. Welcome to OK Sis. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I'm Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy. As we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. Ready, ready sisters? sisters? Welcome! Hi, sisters. OK Sis, Israel edition. Israel edition. Shalom. Yerushalayim. Shal Zahav. That's all I know in the song. <laughs> Um, what was the song we were singing all yesterday? So Mads and I went to Jewish summer camp, obviously. Shout out to Hess Kramer. R.I.P. <laughs> oh, no, okay, that don't, don't Sorry. that is terrible. Oh my god, it, <laughs> it got burnt, burned down, it burned down, down the Malibu fires, which is like Sorry, it's not funny. devastating to us. Um, anyways, I'm we're in Israel. We went to so well, let's recap to my trip first. Okay. <laughs> What's your name? Oh, my name. Hi, I am Scout. I'm Mods. And we're the sisters behind OKSIS podcast. Yep. And I sincerely apologize. Um, she, I'm, she sounds like a dying horse. Yeah, I'm sick. And you made me do this at seven in the morning. So like, fuck you. You made me do this at no, seven in the morning. No, don't even. I said we should podcast last night. And you were like, no, I don't want it. I was like, I really don't want to podcast at seven in the morning. I am not sick. Really, not really sure why we had to do this at seven in the morning when we're 10 hours ahead. We could have done it at 5 p.m. and it would have come out in the morning. Because I like it when it comes out early. We get more we get more downloads the earlier we publish it, okay? Okay. And Dad wants to leave at like 9.30 to go to the Shook in the Old City. Yeah, I'm skipping out on that. Yeah, I'm going. Because um, I haven't been to the wall yet. I know. It is. I don't really have an appropriate clothing for the wall, but I'll figure it out. Yeah. Um. Anyways, what was I talking about? Yeah, oh, yes, okay. my trip. Yeah. So um, Adam and I went to Italy. If you follow me on Instagram, you saw all my beautiful posts. Um, we went to Florence for three days and then we went to Siena, which is in Tuscany. And let me tell you, Tuscany is breathtaking. I mean, it looks breathtaking. It is the most beautiful countryside I have ever seen in my entire life. Mm -hmm. We went for my friend Gabby's wedding <coughs> and she was a dream, just a vision. Um, and the, the, the wedding, the, the dinner was like one long table in like this forest it was gorgeous um what's that movie tuscany under the tuscan Tuscan under the tuscan sun i've never seen that movie. were you living that you were diane lane well i've never seen that movie so i don't know um anyways and then i got i started feeling really sick the night of the wedding i started getting a sore throat so we left we left the wedding at like 
12.30 and it went till 2. I mean, I was there for over 12 hours. Yeah, that's nuts. And um, my feet were killing me and I was getting a sore throat. So we decided to go home and we had to wake up at 6 in the morning to catch our flight to Rome. No, catch our flight from Rome to Israel. Mm -hmm. So I got four hours of sleep and I woke up feeling so sick. And you can tell everyone how I rolled into Israel looking. I was a hot You looked like a goat. You're a hot balagan. Hot balagan. As I would like to say that now that we're in Israel. Um, Yeah, you looked like a ghost. There was no color in your face. And you were very boring. Oh, well, I had chills and body aches all over my body. Thank you very much. But we were going to like a party and I was ready to like get turned and you were just not okay but we got turned yesterday well it was like coachella yesterday yesterday was the sahara tent at coachella it was the sahara tent so we're here in israel for our cousin's wedding let's like say that it's like a distant cousin no it's our dad's cousins it's our second cousin he's our second cousin so we they have like a week-long festivities for this for this fucking wedding we had a shabbat dinner they went out uh saturday night but we were in jerusalem and then last night or yesterday was a day beach party and it's at this like open air beautiful restaurant i guess on the beach in tel aviv and it was like it was the Sarah time. People were on Molly, going insane. Okay, there was one guy. There on Molly. Was one this guy. one guy was a hundred percent on Molly. I should have taken a video of him and said, "When the Molly hits, he was on the floor break dancing, <laughs> sweating like no one." I mean, it's really hot, but like it was to another level with this yeah, guy. It was hilarious. Um, and we we were just dancing. Oh, we drank like I think a bottle of and a half of rose each. But the thing <laughs> about it is, we sweated all out, so I like didn't even feel tipsy the entire I, like, time barely felt buzzed i know it's like what it's like what happens at coachella where you're just sweating out all the alcohol so it doesn't really make any sense so that was amazing and then we went to jaffa which is by far one of my favorite areas it's in so israel cute. so beautiful it's like what you think of when you when you um envision israel yeah the definitely. beautiful quarters and it's the corridors like my husband said adam he was like it's kind of like jerusalem on the on sea on the sea yeah, yeah it looks totally. exactly like that yeah so that was beautiful we went to this amazing restaurant called kalamata and it looked like we were in greece we were in mamma mia we were in mamma mia we were in mamma mia truly and i just i would I should have posted all this on the OKSIS Instagram. I posted some, but the amount of DMs I've received from my Instagram story last night, people are crying laughing at my stories. Why? Well, one, because I made the Sahara tent or Tel Aviv joke, which okay, people thought were really funny. Okay, which I came up with. Thank you very much. Oh, sorry. Hello. Um, and then the one where Adam, so there's this section, there was this period at the end of the party where everyone got in like, Arab clothing. I'm not even really sure where this tradition came from. It was like from. an Alibaba situation. Yeah, we were like, are we? It was th- like Aladdin. Yeah, we were like, is this our tradition? Is this our tradition? <laughs> like, do we get to do this at our wedding? So they, everyone wore like these like literally Aladdin hats and like garb and they were carrying the bride and the groom on these like it was like Aladdin. Like, it was like it Aladdin. Was truly Aladdin. And Adam, we're just watching the parade of people like carrying the bride and groom and Adam is there. <laughs> I know you thought this was hilarious. Wearing the Arab garb, and I was crying. I was like, Adam, how did you get there? How did you? He speak jumped in there? on in. Oh my god, he is so funny. Wow, he's he's like the guy that 
volunteers for that. You know, we're not those people. We don't volunteer. No, we you do don't not volunteer. Saying. We like, stay in the back. We stay in the back. We do not volunteer. We do not exert ourselves. Volunteer. He is like, let me get in there. I don't know anyone. I don't know the language, but let me get in this Arab. Yeah, you clothing. and I are like, let's dance alone in a corner. <gasps> oh yeah, I hate volunteer. It's really weird because I'm I'm pretty outgoing, but I I don't like to volunteer. I hate volunteering. Yeah, well, you would make sense, but for me, I, I yeah, we're not those kind of people that just kind of like. We're also not sports people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that's what it is. If that's you're if, if you if grew if you're up a sports person, yeah. you're more of a volunteer. You're gonna volunteer. Yeah, that's that's very that's, true. Yeah, that's a good point. Anyways, yeah. So we're here in Jerusalem. If any of you listeners are from Jerusalem, hit us up because we're a good time. We are a great. We're time. We're a good time. We, we are endless amounts of wine. Truly, I mean, it's n- overflowing at this point. It is over, and it's just you and me. Dad's not really drinking that much. I know. It's just you and me, baby. I know. Which is fine. Did you miss me while I was gone for a week and a half? Yeah. Do you miss me when you're not with me? Yeah, but you know what? Like, I need to miss you. You know what I mean? Okay. (laughs) I don't know if I should take that as a compliment. I'm not really sure what that means. It's a very good compliment. I have to miss people. I'm I'm not good with seeing people all the time. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay. Noted. (laughs) Well, I really missed you. Okay. (laughs) I was very excited to see you, even though I was sick as a dog when I sick as a dog. Thank God you're better. I don't know. Better, but I don't know. My voice doesn't sound so good right now. Yeah, I, I apologize to the listeners and uh, the imminent. Was it? What do I call it? I don't know. What the show must go on. What is it called? Vocal fry. Yes. The imminent okay, vocal fry from this, Scout. This is like a seven in the morning situation. Yeah, we're we're you know, content never sleeps as I as I frequently say. Yes, we do. Okay, so this episode is going to be a little different because it's just us. Sorry. And we're I think we're a delightful treat. <laughs> I, I don't know I, what you're talking I about. Agree. I think this will be like a breath of fresh air for you guys. You're not going to have to like be on edge about with with the interviewer. It's oh, like just us. But also let me point out that I did really good in my solo episode I last know, week. you did. Your boyfriend Ben said I had high energy. So high energy scout over here. Yeah. I don't know where that's been this whole time. Not oh my God. Fuck <laughs> off. No, you um, you did really good. I and I mean, I knew you were gonna do fine, but it was well, like really surprising. I had, po- I had a podcast by myself before this for a year. Yeah, you were really good at like going back and forth, and you know, good, very good. Thank you. I, I hope you guys impressed. enjoyed Courtney because she's a doll. Still was very very sad that I couldn't be there. But anyways, feeling feeling my tip top shape now. Um, okay, so we are going to touch on a few things that have sparked our interest. We have an agenda. Peaked our interest. Peaked our interest. We have an agenda here. Number one, this is a request from Scout to talk about Lauren Bushnell getting engaged. Okay, I like how you have to say it's a request from Scout. Yeah, because I didn't want to talk about this. Oh my god, I was so excited when I found I out. Because you literally only care about Bachelor people, but you haven't watched any of Hannah's season. Okay, I'm really, you know, ugh, I was going to say I'm busy, but I'm not allowed to busy brag. But I'm like not feeling TV right now, okay? Yeah, you Just said like, this give me a time. second. Okay, um, Lauren Bushnell. But there is an update on Bachelor with Jed. Yeah, we could talk about that. Okay. So Lauren Bushnell got engaged to Chris Lane. That's his name, right? I don't know. He's some country I think it's star. Chris Lane. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited for her. I'm like, apparently Ben over Higgins the posted and no, okay. So I read this whole I read this whole um article of Ben Higgins. He he said that when they split, it was very amicable, and they said to each other, like, I want you to find someone. Like, I don't want you to be alone. I want you to find your soulmate, and I want you to be happy. Hmm. So he was like, I'm overjoyed for her. I'm so yeah. happy for her. He said really nice things, which I thought was really... How many boyfriends did she have after Ben? Two. So she this had... This is her second. This is her second, yeah. 
Yeah, because she started dating that guy that she like, went to high school with or something. Oh. Like, they knew each other from childhood. Oh. That didn't work. And then she w- met Chris Lane on the set of his music video. She was the girl oh, in the music this is video. giving me very Chrissy Teigen vibes. Oh, yes. She met, um, what's his name? John Legend on, on the, music. the music video. Yeah, so they met on the music video. And now they're engaged. Yeah, it was very cute. Very low-key, which I liked. It was, like, in, I think, one of his family's backyards. Yeah, and he wrote a song for her. Yeah. Too country for me, but that's okay. I'm kind of, like, thinking I'm converting to country. Okay, so I was driving in L.A. Listen, I was driving in L.A. I am going to push you off this bed. Listen. We're editing the podcast if you ever admit to that. Okay, but listen to me. I was driving in L.A., which sucks. Don't recommend it. (laughs) And um, I accidentally changed the radio station, and the country radio station came on, and I was like, I can fucking jam with this. I was really enjoying myself. Am I going to stagecoach next year? I'm not sure. I... I am speechless. This is so funny. I am giving a moment of silence for the OKSIS podcast. It is now over. (laughs) We hope everyone enjoyed. (laughs) I cannot believe you're admitting to this. This is so embarrassing for you. Oh, Please take this back. Please think long and hard before you want to actually. I'm going to give you a second chance. No, I'm going to stick by this. Baby, lay on back. Okay, we okay, back. we do love that song. Okay, that's that's, like that's okay, but that's not like country. Country, could c- uh, chicken fry with my beer. Oh, you know that? Remember when Uncle Lawrence went through a country phase? Oh, that was hilarious. Um, it was. Oh shoot! What was that song? It was so funny. It, it was, was like, so bad. I'm here in my truck, got my beer, my girls. I'm in my truck. I was like, "How the fuck are you listening to this? this is just <laughs> gibberish and talk like so much cheesy modes like out of control. I can't." Yeah. Anyways, <sighs> congratulations to Lauren Bush. Now we are so excited for you. We can't wait to see your wedding dress. Happy that you're getting. The I met her once. Appropriate amount of fame that you have uh, requested. Okay, well that was rude. Um, I met her once at you did yeah oh, at Vandevoort, right. and I was like such she a. She didn't fan. like you. No, she did like me. She was oh, so sweet. Oh, I thought you said she was like intimidated by you. No. Oh, Ooh, that was no, that would be name? amazing if someone was intimidated <laughs> by me. But no. No, it was uh, what's her name? The little one. Amanda Stanton. Yes. She was not into me because I was gushing over how much I was a fan of her and her current boyfriend, and they broke up like two days later, publicly. So she was probably like, <laughs> "You're wrong. Um, I'm going through a breakup. Can you please move?" And I was like, all up in her face. But yeah. Yeah, I guess moral of the story is don't gush about people's boyfriends. From the Bachelor Nation yeah. because they cycle it, through them quite quickly. Yeah, very delicate over there. Very delicate over there. <laughs> um, okay, great. Also, uh, if we're going to extend our th- congratulations to Bachelor couples, Raven and Adam. Got engaged. Very cute. I like how they really took their time and they were very comfortable in taking their time and they were very secure in taking their time. What do you mean? Like... They didn't feel the pressure, the need to necessarily get engaged at the end of paradise. Mm-hmm. Um, but they knew that they would our, get engaged. You our, know what I mean? Um, like they knew they were going to be together forever. Are Astrid and what's his name engaged I yet? don't think so. Okay. Because they're Kevin. pretty solid. Remember Astrid when, and Kevin. Remember when he like essentially broke up with her, but only because he actually didn't want he didn't want to be on that like weird stage where they go, where they go yeah. congregate at the end of, of paradise. Which I he had I recommend. some issues, like some like something was weird there. Yeah, but, something was weird there. Um, but Raven and Adam finally got engaged. Raven and Adam, congrats to Goose and fucking Crystal. Do you oh see yeah. them in San yeah, Diego? Yeah, they got married. 
you see them in San Diego? I have never run into them in San Diego. You have to. Let's take a workout class from her. Okay. <gasps> oh, also side note. Scout has agreed to work out with me today. And do you know why? Because we're doing the Skinny Confidential. So I... Skinny Confidential Bombshell Body Guide. It's the only workout thing we're gonna we're gonna we can ever do. We're going to get Bombshell Bodies? Yes. I paid the subscription. And you have never used it. I used it twice. But I feel like I've consumed so much free content from her that I'm like, I will pay you $10 a month. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm glad we're going to be doing We're putting it to use today. Um, I was going to go to CrossFit, but then I was like, you know what? Scout will do the Skinny Confidential one. Yeah, but we me. don't have yoga mats. And it's, uh, there's it's a, tile out there. What are we going to do? It, do? Is it, uh, what is it, like squats? Can we just do the squats part? Oh, do you want to do the butt one? I want to do abs, though. Yeah, but we cannot do abs Just on tile. You'll be okay. Put a towel. We're fine. Okay. This is called scrappiness. And I don't even have a sports bra. My boobs are going to be going everywhere. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate, but I don't care. Okay. All right. Next, I would like to touch upon. We're gonna we're gonna breeze past this, but we'll just touch upon it. The the Instagram influencer that essentially got married on Instagram. Okay, her my one problem. Okay, we'll fashion. It first. Okay, her name is Fashion Ambitionist on Instagram. She's an influencer, but she's also works at Goop. She works. She's like director of brand partnerships or something at Goop. And um, essentially. Her boyfriend posted an Instagram story of, like, a, a, a highly produced video of him, like, walking through New York City and and saying, like, you know, when I – when we get married, it's not going to be traditional. We've always talked about this. It's going to include something with travel and fashion and luxury and whatever. And he, and he was like, okay, so – find the next clue or whatever it was like a scavenger hunt and she just saw sees this on his instagram stories and he's she's with her friends and they show it to her and she's like wait what's going what's happening she's trying to text him like he doesn't respond um and the the friends essentially take her in a car they go to montauk and she thinks he's going to be there and he and 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 this whole thing is unfolding in real time like he planned it down to this a T to upload different videos and scat and next clues when she was in every single location. It was kind of wild. R- really creative, but like, come on. Uh, you, yeah, people were debating if it was SpawnCon or if it was planted in order to go viral because it went, in, I mean, it went out of control viral. This woman got another 100,000 followers and um, people were kind of, thinking if this was something that they had uh pre-planned but i don't think it was because she so. she was she also has the funniest crying face it was i like couldn't take her seriously she looks <laughs> crazier than kim k <laughs> crying face but no it was really sweet i just Didn't like don't know in paris yeah so then the, at the end so sh- she goes to each so she went to miami she sees all her friends from college but like she she keeps face um you know giving updates she's like where are my brothers where's my mom like where is everyone and she gets to paris she thinks her parents are going to be there in the hotel room they're still not there she the whole there's like a hashtag saying hashtag where's gabe or who is the fiance and she keeps being like i'm not even engaged yet i don't even know like it's you know it was all didn't they get married at the end yes so then finally she gets to paris she comes from she has a glam squad ready for her in her the, uh, the hotel room this all happens in two days like it, it was like a whirlwind and um, 
she gets all ready. She has to like buy her wedding dress like right there on the spot. See, that's the only problem I would have. But with the thing that. is, she d- sh- this is what she wanted. She had said she was filming when she was on the plane. She's like, this is what I wanted. I only I've only ever wanted a wedding where it was like the engagement was one day and then we got married the next day so that people wouldn't have to plan and this and that it's like it's just one whole thing a quick was her family in Paris yeah they were all in Paris and she so she you know was um she did an update where she said I just called my mom just to like talk to her and I could tell that she was like in a European city and she was like started crying she's like they're all there and I'm not there yet and all this stuff but it's really sweet. She like gets out of the car and he's there, like in this like giant garden in Paris. And oh my God. um he and she's she like collapses on the floor and starts crying. And then they get married on this like beautiful terrace. It's like just wow, their parents. What a, what a story. Yeah. It's kind of wild. Babe, step the fuck up. <laughs> no, but it was it I have mixed emotions about it. Like, I think it's great. I think it's cool. I think it's a little like kind of crazy in our time that they're going to say in a couple er, er, to their kids, like we got married on Instagram. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's so much a part of their life. Like yeah. people who they, are influencers, yeah. like that's that their is their life. life. Yeah. So to do anything other than that, like it's like the Kardashians not filming their weddings. weddings. Yeah. Like no, you, you just don't do that. I know. It just, it wasn't, I don't think it would be for me, but, it no, was it very entertaining. It for me, I would, it would recommend. Be for me she has all the um, highlights. highlights. I would recommend. I think you would really like it. Yeah, I'm gonna so. watch it, but yeah. I wouldn't recommend it for myself because I loved the process. The engagement. The engagement. Yeah, the, long the engagement, engagement was my favorite part. Yeah, I don't know. She. This is what she. She had told him she wanted. She's like, okay, I don't. I, I, I want it small. I want it. But it was, I mean, it was small in people, but everyone saw it on Instagram. Like it was very yeah. much a wide affair. Got it. Very interesting. I mean, I don't think they realized how viral it was going to go. Like, there's so many articles written up about it. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, it's interesting. It. I love it. Um, okay, great. Next. Oh, you y- said we were going to breeze past that, and we spent like 20 minutes talking about Sorry. it. Sorry. <laughs> Congratulations. A lot of marriage content today. Yeah, lots of marriage content today. Okay, you would like to talk about Tony Robbins. Okay, so I was scrolling on Instagram, which I honestly don't do too much, but I was scrolling on Instagram. And I saw an IGTV from Tony Robbins and I decided to listen to it. So let me preface this by saying I have not read the entire BuzzFeed article and I have not done like extensive research on this situation. Um, So I'm going to keep my opinions short and brief. Uh, He made a video. Apparently BuzzFeed is now reaching out to the charities that Tony Robbins is associated with and donates to and telling them to stop taking money from Tony Robbins. And in my opinion, that's crazy because the amount Tony Robbins has fed a billion people in this country, in this yeah, world. The, his philanthropic effort should be separate. separated from he this situation. donates millions. Like these corporations depend on Tony Robbins donations. Mm. And to go out and to harm people in need that need this stuff that's crazy to me like that's taking it to another fucking level like the the feed for america i think it's called is where they've fed a billion people so far that's i mean to so okay what about this if harvey weinstein was still donating money would you think it would be wrong for those do- those charities to reject yes, the I would money not put tony robbins and harvey weinstein in the same box that's the whole point is that we're not supposed to put everybody mm. into the same box right 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 we right. have to judge them by their actions and then act accordingly right 
So and so I just think that um, like we shouldn't discount all of the good Tony Robbins has done and the uh, to, to go after the charities who rely on him. I don't know. Hmm. It seems as if they are just taking whatever means necessary to tear someone down. Got it. Okay. And it seems like a little much in my opinion. All right. I'm not going to comment on this because I am not educated enough on it, but okay. I just wanted to bring that attention. I, and, I, I, and, and I really want to hear what other people think because this is a very tricky situation in my opinion. So if you have done your research and you're a fan of Tony Robbins, if you're not a fan of Tony Robbins, DM me. I want to have a conversation about this. Slide into Scout's deep. Okay. An update on my strained relationship with crystals. I'm so excited with this because I really don't know a lot about crystals, so I'm in- interested to learn. What? I've said this oh. so many times. I'm like, Maz, I don't know why you think I'm like a crystal whore. I have one crystal that I like holding, and I don't know anything about crystals. What are you talking I about? I have said this so many times. You literally praise the power, the healing powers, quote-unquote, of crystals. I love my one crystal that I have, but I would not call myself like a crystal aficionado. Oh, my God. Well, that's very hypocritical of you. No, it's like I've said this so many times. You use the crystal, and you use it, and you have no idea what it does or what it means. I have, like, a very brief understanding, but I'm not, like, super educated, knowledgeable, and, like, collect crystals for a living. Hmm. I have one crystal that I like We need to have Spencer Proud on the podcast. Okay. All right. So, a little backstory. I went to a meditation class at the studio called Unplug. And I didn't realize that the class was called Crystal Healing when I signed up for it. So I walk in to find that this instructor is this like athletic macho guy. And I tend to like it when meditation teachers don't look like the stereotypes of themselves. Like I like it when they're completely unexpected because it seems a little more relatable when they're just not like a young woman who's in like beads and looks like a yoga teacher. Yeah, I hear you. You know what I mean? Okay. So anyways, turns out he played football at Stanford, was in the NFL. He played uh, with the Green Bay Packers and had a successful football career because his dad always pushed him to do so. And he realized that he wasn't happy and quickly turned depressed. And his mom asked him to try crystals. And since he was willing to try anything at that point, he picked up a crystal and immediately felt balanced. Um, And he urged us to remove all our expectations of crystals uh before before the the class and you know remove like just remove what you think is supposed to happen or what the healing powers quote-unquote mean um so i committed to doing this because the class pass cost seven credits and i was not going to waste it so we all chose a random crystal and uh, I liked this because we didn't know the identifiers beforehand. Like, we didn't have any preconceived notions of what the actual crystal meant. So we kind of could create it in our minds and then kind of see if it connected to what the crystal was, quote, was like supposed to help you with. Um, so all in all, I didn't feel anything out of the ordinary. But it was an effective meditation, but not necessarily impacted by the stone I was holding. So at the end, when we gave back our crystals, I asked him what mine was, and he said Desert Rose, which, as everyone knows, my middle name is Rose, and I love everything Rose, and I love, you know, Rose scent and things like that. And I love the desert. Oh, <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. And he told me that I can keep the the crystal, which was extremely gracious. But after the class, I looked up its 
supposed healing powers and it's known to rid the mind of old thought processes and that we hold that are outdated or overused is an excellent excellent stone for intuitive work it quiets the mind by ridding it of fear anxiety doubt and other distractions great this seems like something that applies to everyone but i became curious as to how a mineral a rock formation can emit healing powers okay so how does an inanimate object transmit energy over all inanimate object, objects? Why can't we be touching a flower? Well, I understand the nature, but why this particular way that it was formate, I hear form, you. formulated I hear as you. a rock? Okay, so I understand spirituality and the connection between our emotional, physical, and spiritual selves. And I understand the energy ser- that serves as human conduits. Okay, I get you're it. speaking like very quickly. Oh, I don't think so. But... How can a pretty rock improve mental clarity and cognitive function? And after doing some research, I discovered that there's absolutely no science backing the crystal phenomenon <laughs> in, in, in industry. <laughs> it's essentially all one big placebo effect, but that doesn't necessarily mean, mean that it doesn't work. That we should dismiss it. Yeah. yeah. So if, an act- if if the activity is net positive, then that makes it efficacious. So for me, why my crystal works is because I have an oral fixation and need to do something with my hands. Right. So when I hold the crystal and I like rub my hands on it, it calms, it soothes me. Sure. And I could pick any, I could pick any rock th- and it would probably do the same effect, but I like that mine's pretty and it's clear and, and I like the shape of it and like the, the properties of it. I just like was drawn right. to this one specific crystal. I just don't, believe that so many people are convinced have convinced themselves that that holding rocks can help clear energy blockage like how is that how has this happened (laughs) like i'm just so perplexed we need to have a crystal person on because we do i i need someone to explain to me how this inanimate object can emit this type such specific energy too so every single one is different purposes and I just I get the nature the grounding of it and it's it's a miracle that it was able to form well they're this so type beautiful. of way and they're beautiful but it's like flowers are fucking beautiful like I just don't get I hear you why no, your, other your points nature. are very valid yes so thank you for reading that whole soliloquy yes this was a soliloquy this for was sure a Magilla. it was a freaking magilla oh a magilla it was a McGilla. Can you turn on the AC? I'm schwitzing again. No, I'm not turning on the AC. Oh my god, I'm really schwitzing. Um. Anyways, so oh, I have one other point. So let's say this crystal is known to improve concentration and boost creativity. If you knew that, it would do it. And you said it over and over to yourself as a mantra and held the crystal while doing so, then maybe that would manifest itself. But what does the crystal? specifically have to do with so that. when i picked up my crystal i had no idea what it was used for or anything right um it just helped me remain a little bit calm because it it passed nervous energy through my hands into like an object if that makes sense like i was rubbing it and moving into my hands and it just helped me kind of clear energy like negative energy like nervous frantic energy but that's what I do. Like, that's why I used to smoke cigarettes because I used my hands yeah. and my mouth to move energy around. Hmm. So it's just, it's more of the hand motion versus the actual rock itself, I think. But it is a pretty uh, way to do that. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, anyways, shout out to this teacher at Unplug. Fuck, I, for- I should have got his name. He was very sweet. I have to go with you to Unplug. Yes, you do. You would have liked this one that I went to on Sunday. Um, 
this guy was very much into energy. I was so pissed. Okay, I'm too hot. Please. Oh my goodness. You Sorry. Were, you were crazy. It's not Pause. even that hot in here. Pause. I'm literally drenched in sweat. I need to put on the AC. Okay, okay there AC we go. AC is on. Um, so I was so pissed off because I was, I know that you shouldn't meditate for like the glory of it, but, um, I, for the glory of it, what do you mean? So insight, the app, they, um, insight timer. Yeah. They Mm -hmm. track, um, all your meditations. And so I, and it says your milestones and like all this shit. All of them have that. I know. Well, I was really stoked about it and I was about to hit my 40 day milestone. You fucked it up. Had to go back to one day. No. And I, meditated at after midnight like like 20 minutes after midnight yeah and it didn't count it and i had to go back to one and i was like fuck this yeah i wanted my 40 days consecutive thing i was so mad yeah that sucks and now and then honestly like i was so mad yeah it's like sobriety once you slip but not (laughs) once you slip up you have to go back it's a little glory thing like you want to be able to say that you were yeah, Doing counting days like really helps you like stick with something. Absolutely. All right, on to the next what area is of topic. The next area of topic on our agenda. Uh, I would like to briefly touch upon Taylor Swift. Okay, why? Um, so Taylor Swift uh, has a new two new songs She's coming out with an album soon, and the second song called "You Need to Calm Down." The music video came out. There's been a lot of discourse surrounding this music video. It's essentially a ode to pride, and it establishes herself as an a, a, a LGBT ally. Al- ally, ally. Sorry, <laughs> an ally. <laughs> it establishes herself as an LGBTQA ally. Shut up. <laughs> and. A lot of people have been saying that she's exploiting the whole spectacle and com- capitalism and commercialization that Pride has become. You know, the music video is literally, people have said, if you just Google typical gay things on Google, she essentially just wrapped all that up and put it in a music video. Like, what's video. an example? I mean, so every prominent gay person is in it. Ellen makes an appearance. Um, She's really into like uh, garnering. What's, her, what's his name? I don't know. Who's the Who's the drag race? RuPaul, oh, RuPaul. Um, Laverne Cox. Like just every every prominent LGBTQA leader is in it, and it's you know very colorful. A lot of rainbows and and uh, parades and people. You know, it's just it's very it's a little tone deaf. And people are just. Yeah, but what about those leaders that agreed to be in it? What are they going to say? You know. No. I know. They could have said no. But I don't know. It's very interesting. It does have a call to action at the end where it says, please donate. And it would have been nice if she had said, like, I donated X amount to this foundation. Or I'll match a dollar. I'll match or something. something. But it really was just like, here's a pretty music video about gay rights that really has nothing to do with with being gay and what the complexities are and what people's rights are actually like what we're fighting for and but here's a thing that you could donate to like i don't know it didn't seem it seems disingenuous yeah and look she's been pretty atypical apolitical her whole career so it's nice that this is the 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 stance she wants to you know rally behind 
it's just I think I think she should have done a little more research into you know how to portray it seemed gay, you, you're gay trying community. to say it seemed one dimensional yeah completely it was very surface and level. I think this year especially there's been a lot of discussion around pride and yeah. and and the portrayal of it and what it mean and how we and yeah how it could diversify because not a lot of a, a lot of gay people and I you know I mean I'm completely speaking out of a place of privilege here I have I really don't know but it, it, they don't all relate to rainbows and and thongs on west in in Santa Monica Boulevard and we help you know what I mean like yeah. that's not what gay people are <laughs> it's not just this it's one, one facet. facet it's one community exactly within the gay community. and I think pride has just you know and there's this corporate but I have to and say, corporate America has completely just jumped on the bandwagon they're like let's just slap a a rainbow on our yeah. thing and say we're you know gay pride it's like you know, yeah, like do a, something else. Yeah, but like at the end of the day, isn't that great that corporations are standing by the, that community? Sure, but they're not doing it in a way that's effective. Like, donate money, do something, not just be like, here's a sale. Yeah, Happy Pride. Like awareness, it has its merits. Sure. Like just the just the pure premise of awareness has benefits to society. I know, but it does seem. It's just seems it's kind of like how have how people have jumped on the Me Too bandwagon and the like female empowerment where it's it's coming at a place of of capitalism rather well, that's than how, that's, informative that's, action. If you want to get into like lit theory, that's how our society works. What happens is when there is an outside community or a minority or a whatever a cause that is rising yeah. to the front. What we do is to make it mainstream, we convert it into capitalism and consumerism. That's how we accept the minority into the majority. I fucking hate our world. So that's so like for example, Bob Marley. Bob Marley was yeah. anti society, anti this, anti that. How did we make him how did we make him a part of society? We made Bob Marley t shirts, Bob Marley flags, Bob yeah. Marley Bob Marley posters. We chain we converted him into consumerism, so therefore now he is a part of the larger picture. But then Instead the cause is lost. Yeah, the, the, cause the is essence lost. is yeah. lost. Yeah. But that's how we accept <sighs> outside causes into the mainstream society. Wow, very, very profound. But uh, shout out to Taylor Swift. The song is, the song is a banger. Okay, gonna, well, let's you know end what? on that note. I'm going to come out and say it. Everyone knows I am a deep Taylor Swift hater. But this song, wow. Yeah, you were playing it. It's, 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 it's good. It's a banger. You yeah. know what? I'll give it to her. She makes some fun songs about that one song me me that no was, that was terrible that was people terrible. people have come out and said like that is a terrible song I can't believe the she's also the disco guy did that. Uh, listen it's taylor swift you're not gonna say no to her you know how much fucking influence she has okay so th- apparently I, I, I you know i listen to a lot of pop culture podcasts so i hear people's investigative natures about taylor swift people get like very deep within her and they said that historically she released the singles she releases before an album are usually the worst songs. Like that's just her typical pattern. Interesting. Yeah. Because I think she, she like just hits has you a, with the best one. Exactly. But good segue into my next topic. You're talking a lot on this podcast. Oh, okay. The next topic, but this is something that you can contribute to. Thank you. The Jonas brothers are back. So, 
Scout is now a Jonas Brothers stan, and okay, I'm not so, here for it. Okay, so here's the thing: is that Micah Frank actually pointed my friend Micah pointed out to me on Instagram that we are not Joe Burr amateurs because our favorite song when we were younger was Year Three Thousand. It doesn't matter. That's the only song you know. Yeah, but that was a very important song to growing up. And no, you're right. I was not a Joe Burr fan. Um, you didn't, didn't sit. It. You didn't sit outside of the hotel in New York City with me when we were there. Yeah, Remember that? Fuck no, and I wouldn't do that now. Um, and then all of a sudden, Cool and Roller Coaster came around. We are, and I am obsessed, obsessed with I'm that obsessed song, Roller Coaster. With the song Roller Coaster. Even Adam was. Um, he was like humming it. He was not humming. Sing, whistling. Whistling it. He was whistling. I was like, it. "Are you whistling the Jonas Brothers?" Yeah, no. Like Roller Coaster is my jam right now. You know, it sounds like every Avicii song, and I don't care. It's so good. It is so, so good. So good. It's such a feel good song. It puts you in an instantly good mood. Even I really like Cool. Yeah, Cool's great. I the whole like, album's great. I don't great. like the main one. What's the main one? Sucker. I don't like Sucker. I'm a sucker of girl. That's not my favorite one. Cool and roller coaster. Roller my coaster is just. Should I take Aaron's place at the Joe Bro concert? You, you absolutely should. I'm not kidding. I don't know why he's going. Yeah, he doesn't even listen. So my mom got us tickets. She was like, uh, "Invite Natalia, our stepsister." So I did, and, she, and Natalia says, "Invite, invite Aaron." He was a big Jonas Which Brothers is our fan. Stepbrother. The, yeah, and I was like, "Wait." Aaron was a big Jonas Brothers fan, <laughs> so we bought him a ticket, and I was having dinner with him, and I said, we're going to Jonas Brothers. Like, are you so excited? I hear you're a fan. He's like, am I? <laughs> Oh my god! His sisters probably just made him <laughs> yeah. listen to it his whole he, life. He just said, "If you mean that they just played it in the house when I was growing up, then sure, I'm a fan." That's hilarious. So yes, you should definitely take a spot. Okay. We're gonna have so much fun. When is it? Uh, I believe September. It's at the fucking Hollywood Bowl, which you know is my is my jam. Oh my god! But seriously, going to big concerts like that gives it's not me big. anxiety because leaving is such a shit show. Do you remember what we went through to see Beyonce? That was that was the Rose Bowl. I will never go to the I Rose will Bowl never. again. So Mads and I went to go see Beyonce, and we were having a great time. Nobody was dancing but us. And I know um, in the rain, literally no one was dancing. We were in the literally the back row, but that's fine. We couldn't see anything. And then so we're we're leaving, and they don't let Ubers come into with the Rose Bowl. Yeah. So you have to walk outside of the Rose Bowl. So we're like, fine, whatever. We'll walk to the top. I think no we walked deal. 10 miles. So we walked to the top. There's so many people that you can't get an Uber for the life of Both you. our phones died. You can, No, not yet. Your phone died and Maddie refused to move out of the bacon hot dog sandwich line. <laughs> and I was yelling at her saying, our phones are going to die. This is dire. We have no time for food this at this is moment. Dire. <laughs> we're going to have to sleep on the streets of we're Pasadena. We're in Pasadena, <laughs> stranded. And then we literally walked five miles to an abandoned gas station. But still people were with us. People like it were was, still with us. It was still people from the concert walking. And we finally got a cab. My a random cab in the middle of Pasadena. When does it ever happen? It was at 3 in the morning. And my phone was on 1% battery. And, and we it died, died right, right when we, we got into this cab. We're like, take us home, please. Yeah, we were crying to him. We were just like, we're going to sleep on the streets of Pasadena. And we were playing. Our mom wasn't in town, so no one was in town to pick us pick up. Pick us up, yeah. Oh. Traumatic. Oh, trauma. Dramatic. Drama. All okay. for you, Queen Bee. All for you, Bay. Yeah, I don't think I would have done it again. <laughs> no, I will never do it that again. So I will terrible. never go to, unless someone is picking thing, me up. Unless the, someone is picking me up. The thing about the Rose Bowl, or, or thing about that night was, I don't even remember the concert because it was so tarnished by our fucking experience yeah, afterwards. Yeah, it like bad. I, it was terrible. No, the Hollywood Bowl is not bad. You just walk down the street and then you can get an Uber yeah, very yeah, easily. Yeah. The Rose Bowl is a shit show. Okay, um, curb fixations. Um, mine's easy. Mine's Tuscany this week. Oh, come on. You can't think of something else. Nope. 
Okay, fine. My Brazilian blowout. Yes. Oh, yes. It has given okay, me let all me, the feels. Okay, let me let me comment Does my on hair this. Look good? Your hair looks like a mermaid. Oh my god. Like you truly look like an Israeli Middle Eastern princess. You I look like love you. you look like Jasmine oh my from god. Aladdin. Oh my god, man. You came out of the airport and I was like, "Oh, did you crimp your hair? Like, did you do a new curl?" And you're like, "No, this is my natural hair when I got out of the shower because of the Brazilian blowout." And I was floored because when I get when I get Brazilian blowout, it does not look like that. That's because you, when you get them too many times over it's and over, it, up, it yeah. straightens your hair so much to the point that the bottoms are straight, straight, the middle is wavy, the top is curly. Yeah, my hair, it just looks like so a fucking mess. So I haven't gotten a Brazilian, and honestly, this Brazilian blowout isn't even that good. Usually, it's way straighter the first No, hair. but that's what I, your no, Brazilian blowout is exactly what yeah, I want. Yeah, but this is going to last, this, it's not going to look yeah, like it this doesn't after last, I wash yeah. it. It's barely, it barely lasts. Yeah, sucks, because that, that is the hair that we've been after forever <laughs> it doesn't I last. know i think i'm just gonna wear it like this to the wedding tomorrow i don't think i'm gonna straighten it oh i think i'm gonna go get my hair done again it's it's like disgusting maybe right i'll now. go with you because you said it was cheap right yeah only 25 bucks oh that's not bad yeah all right my current fixation is this book that, that i reading? just finished. not 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 the book i'm reading right oh. now the book i finished called from the corner of the oval by beck dornstein Guys, I fiction. It's a memoir. So let me let me let me say what it's about. So it's a memoir about the stenographer during the Obama administration. And the New York Times explained it perfectly. It's equal part C-SPAN and sex in the city. But what I love most about what it is about it is she exposes how human the people are that work behind politics and behind the White House, essentially. And she has like an affair with a mid-level West Wing staffer and she ends up like anywhere she travels she goes to the gym with Obama essentially because he goes to the gym every morning and she's a runner so she would like meet him there not meet him there but she would see him there and it's I I can't tell you how surprising this book was like first I read the back and I was like ugh, White House like a memoir it doesn't it's not gonna feel light like it's probably gonna be very political which I'm I, you know I'm, I don't tend to like to read things like that so but it's about this she's such a gifted writer she's so silly it's hilarious the whole time she just fell into this job she found it on Craigslist the stenographer for What's the a stenographer it's where you um type out everything that the uh, oh, that's I, I always thought that was a terrible job no no so she, she doesn't need to know shorthands all she does is record it and then she later goes and types everything up but she got to be on she flew air force one for five years she got to be literally sitting with obama every single interview he did every single speech because of craigslist yeah, she found it on Christmas. That's crazy. But she became friends with, like, all the staffers, and they would yeah. go out drinking when they're in Cabo, and they're in Japan, or, you know, they flew everywhere with him. Yeah. That's, Isn't that that's wild? It's so cool, and I loved learning about the logistics and how intense it is to plan and fly with the president. Like You still whole... haven't read Michelle Obama's memoir. I know, I need to. You need to. I know, I know, I know. Because I'll bring it so, to you next time I come to so LA. We talked, so this book was um, covered in My Girls Night in Book Club, and everyone was saying, like, I just read uh, Michelle Obama's book, and it was so great to cut, because she was recounting some of the, some of the events. So, okay, and I have great. to read it. Oh, you have to read it. It is... I devoured it. It was one of those books where you start it and you're like, 
okay, I can there's finish this in one day. I love there's books like that. There's something so appealing about unveiling the White House mystique. It is like, there's incredible. There's something to see the, because we view these people as such giants almost. And that it's very behind closed doors. We don't know, we don't what, know goes what goes on. on. Yeah. These people were just like kids. They were all 25 years old. No, it's just a job. It's just a job. They were, I mean, they're brilliant, but they're like, getting drunk like going out yeah, in the like you know hotel people. bars like they were just people yeah and obama like the way she described him i mean it's everything we envisioned like He's so poised amazing. such a leader just so when shit hits the fan he is just so calm, calm and he's in the gym the next day with her yeah. like it's just great okay, oh I'm you read it oh you have especially to especially because i love michelle obama's memoir she is, uh the book is becoming a movie which is i'm oh I can't wait. Okay, good curtain fixation. Okay, Maz. great. Can you give us the word of the week? That sounds like a you problem. It's an adjective. He is Oniric. This book from the corner of the oval is Oniric. It's dreamy to me. Haruki Murakami is Oniric. Dear God, everyone, take a shot. Let's bring it all back to Murakami (laughs) real quick. I haven't mentioned him on the podcast in a while. Yeah. I bought his new book. Oh, my God. I'm dying to read it. Oh, he has a new book? I didn't bring it because um, it's hardcover and it's literally huge. And I I just didn't have room for it. So I'm reading a different book. But once I'm done, I'm going to read the new I You're reading A Little Life. What is it called? The Little Life. The Little Life. I would highly discourage you from reading that. Yes. I'm just going to tell you now to stop. No. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me the ending. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, please don't. Um, we're no. both reading such big books. I hate big books. I love big books. I They're know you favorite. do. You like big books, big books, so you cannot lie. I hate big books. Gives me anxiety, but I am reading a ginormous book right now. Yeah, you This are. is the biggest book I've ever read. Yeah, this is a pretty it's big It's called book. The Interestings by Meg Wolitzer. How many page is it? Oh, it's like 540. That's not too big. That is, oof. oh my God, I think I'm going to stop. I, can't. I go to no, this book is This book is actually incredible. Huh. Yeah. Can we take some time to read today? I haven't read in a while because we've been so go, go, go on this trip. Well, you're going to the fucking Shook. I was going to go to uh, a cafe and I read. I got to go to the Shook in the old city. You got to go to the Shook. Okay. Um, reviews. Okay, we are going to so do a little segment called We Read Our Reviews because um, Scout and I just stumbled upon our review section and we didn't realize that it's popping off. It is popping. You guys are fucking amazing. It's and let poppin'. me just say. Wait, read the one about me. That's really okay, funny. Okay, so my favorite review thus far, which is the most accurate of them all. I mean, it's not my favorite because we have some really good ones, but this one was really great. I love the sisters and I appreciate the conversations and the enthusiasm. Maddie can get extremely loud throughout, though, out of nowhere. So I guess listen at a low volume, especially at work. <laughs> Kudos who to whoever wrote this. I love, I love you. I feel you. It's I been my entire you. life, my whole life. I have had to deal with it a sudden so outburst of sudden. volume. It's sudden. It's so sudden. My grandma says you the never same know. thing. She's like, I'm listening to it in the earphones, and all of a sudden, Maddie starts Screams. laughing, and I like can't even. Hear I know. Anybody. Sorry, guys. I just get so excited. Oh, d- uh, let's oh, read the one that compares us to Gossip Girl. Oh, that one's really good. Hold on, let me find it real quick. Seriously. Oh, 
I know. We were like, is anyone listening? And then we looked at our review section and we were like, oh, damn. It's popping. My lip gloss is popping. if you guys listen to OK's podcast and you are a fan of Mads and me, we love you so much. Please rate us five stars and leave us a review. Yeah, Maybe leave us a review. We'll, we'll, a and we'll read it. We'll read it on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, but you wanted to mention... Do you have one to read? Ugh. It's okay. Everyone check it out. We love we love new poets. Oh yeah, you know what I mean, like young, young meat, people that are revolutionizing the old art form of poetry. Okay, um, so that's it. This was a fucking long ass episode of us just talking for. Well, the battery died halfway through, so I'm not really sure. Oh, how long? I think it might be 45 minutes. Oh, it's not bad. It's not bad, guys. Um, we had a lot to catch up on, so I'm glad yeah, we had this we little recap guys. episode. Um, all right, so we love you. Keep following on OKSIS podcast um, on Instagram because we're going to be posting some premium content of us at a wedding drinking rosé, which is going to be, you know. Premium. premium. As, as premium as, as it gets. And us dancing, which is super premium. I know. I'll post more on OKSIS instead of Maddie Mayo, but you can still follow me at Maddie Mayo because it's, again, premium over there as well. Oh, my uh, God. For different reasons. And, um, but yeah, so we love you. We love you, sisters. And enjoy your week.